Sometimes it's gonna be smooth. Sometimes it's gonna be. Sometimes it's gonna be Terrell Huff trying to run off to to make sure the kid that he had to bring along is okay. But yeah, anyway, I don't, the Eminem's backfired, man. Yeah, the Eminem's yeah. didn't go the way he thought it. Oh, did. so we didn't even have to go to commercial break. This is even better now. Yeah. We, we, we <laughs> a commercial that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yes, and now they'll forever know that you're terrible at this. No, no, I'm well, to, I, I was by myself for <laughs> yeah, yeah. I left Austin <laughs> on my island because I went to get Terrell Huff a trash bag. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so you can only imagine what's going on today <laughs> that involves Terrell Huff a child in a trash bag. <laughs> Welcome to the Weekended Take, hosted by... Head to Tails. Head to Tails. No, don't look. Don't look. Tails. Tails. Oh. Hosted by your mans, Derek R. Lewis III. I'm just kidding. There's no third. D.R. Lewis himself. I'm here with, of course, the actor, the esteemed insurance salesman (laughs) slash... Thespian. I got Terrell mad Huff. jobs, yo. He's got he's got so many jobs, man. <laughs> also here with Austin Brazina. Yeah, like you rolled that R. Yeah, we're going Not to Spanish, but we're going to yeah. Brazil. Brazil yeah. with Brazina. You rolled that R. Put some Portuguese <laughs> on it. <laughs> How you fellas doing this week? What, what, what's going on in the world of Huff and, and Brazina? Man. <laughs> It's going, man. You know, just yeah. trying to stay a working actor, and since I'm not, <laughs> I got three jobs. Man. Fully a working actor, I'm still an insurance agent, bro. You got to make it work, man. <laughs> well, it's better than the you know the zero jobs that I currently have. <laughs> hey, that ain't gonna be for long. At least you're doing what you love. And <laughs> uh, yeah, just doing good. Just really nothing going on except some except boys. disappearing on us on Saturday. Oh no, yeah, that happened too. <laughs> It's having a good day, right? My man was on a sabbatical. <laughs> we couldn't find him. He was on a sabbatical. I was out of cell phone range. There was a festival downtown too. It was nice. Anyway. We was trying to record a podcast. No, I was, that was at like 8 p.m. We looking for you in the streets and you out here oh enjoying my. festivals. All right. Well, today uh, we're going to talk about the nefarious NCAA. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that's really uh, the only adjective. Yeah, that's. I had to do the alliteration on them, and I, the nefarious is the only is, word. The nefarious college yeah. athletic association. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is, right? Nefarious. And it's like no, really difficult. Collegiate. It's like really difficult for people to argue with you on that. <laughs> no, they're a wonderful organization. No. I can't wait for the comments. To, no, that, no. I, the NCAA is a prestigious. It's like, like, who are, are you talking about? <laughs> Like, where did you come from? Who sent you? I don't understand. <laughs> if I don't defend them now, one day when I'm a booster. <laughs> the, the logic is right. implicit. One day when I have that much money, then oh I will be affected gosh. by these changes. <laughs> as, we shy, yeah. as we shy away from politics, I'm just, <laughs> as we go away from that statement, uh, Terrell. You got the you got the skinny on you know the week that was kind of that we're going to discuss here. What, what, what's going on with our boys at the NCAA besides the usual nonsense? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, it, it's funny because you know of all places, the state of California, which is at at one point not too long ago was like the capital of you know NCAA violations. <laughs> See USC, UCLA, uh, and you know the, the state of California passed a law 
uh, basically that these kids couldn't essentially be penalized for making money off of their likeness, uh, off of their names, and so on and so on. Uh, and it kind of pushed the NCAA to, you know, act like they actually gave a crap about these kids and, and, <laughs> and change the rule themselves as, you know, effective 2023. Um, so really in this, you know, particular episode, I think we're going to want to address the question of how is this implemented and, uh, you know, what's going to go into the implement, implementation of this rule that's going to actually be beneficial to these kids and it's not going to, you know, put them in the same position they're in right now. So uh, that's what we're going to try to get into today. And, and so what, what, uh, just to be, to pin it down more, what is the rule that we're, we're, we're kind of discussing today and, and right. what's been kind of going on in the public sphere in regards to that? So basically, you know, right now, if you're a, a blue chip athlete, say you go to, I don't know, Kentucky, Duke, wherever, and you go to one of these schools and you in any way, shape or form um, profit off of yourself. So if you go to a local car dealership and they let you do some local commercials for them and they pay you X amount of dollars, that's a violation. If you get money from a booster, that's a violation. If you uh, get endorsed by anyone or you have an agent, you know, things of that nature, you get violations for that. You can be kicked out of school. You're not eligible to play, things of that nature. So um, obviously all those things haven't been overturned. But the point is, is that if some kid, you know, wants to make money off himself, go sign autographs at the mall, do something like that, and maybe somebody wants to pay him to do so, preferably somebody not involved with the school, they should be able to do it and not be penalized for it. They shouldn't be kicked out of school or anything like that. So that's the goal of the rule. The question is just how is it going to be implemented? What are they? How are they going to take into consideration things like social media? Because we know a lot of people make money off of social media with absolutely no ties to any major, you know, college teams or anything like that. So it's, it, you know, there's a lot behind that. And right now, these kids literally, if they went on Instagram and they had a bunch of followers and I don't know, maybe they got some sponsorships or some sort of paid sponsorships from like Nike or Reebok or something like that. If they went and did that on their own, you know, volition, they just decided we're going to go do that they actually get penalized for that. Like that's, they are, they're not allowed to do that because people will connect them with the university uh, because their name is connected with the university whether they like it or not because of their scholarships and things of that nature. So that right now is kind of the part of it that I'm looking at is how it's gonna affect with the kind of money that people make through social media, whether it be YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, even Facebook to an extent with the kind of money that average everyday people make using those, the, you know, those platforms, I'm kind of curious how they're going to factor that into this new rule that's going to take place in a few years. So that's what I'm interested in right now. It, it, I, you know, I'm the shenanigans guy of the uh, podcast. It's different uh, when you're the host. You tend to use me shenanigans. <laughs> but it took me so much restraint when you were like, that's a violation. And I go, and then you were running a mile. <laughs> and, then you were and then you were running a mile. Put my foot up your John Brown hind parts, and then you will run a mile. Because <laughs> this the cadence that you were going with. That's I can't way. do it, man. <laughs> it, it, it felt like I was going there. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, but the funny thing is, is we crack about that, but that's almost essentially how the NCAA treats these kids, man. I mean, it's like, gosh, man, it's not boot camp. And the man. rules are like, weirdly draconian at times yeah it's like you can't they can't buy you food right which i mean obviously people would abuse those kind of things but mm -hmm. like 
even something as simple as like, hey, I'm gonna take you out to dinner. Come meet with me and my people. Well, that's illegal. Right. Well, the <laughs> thing about the NCAA, besides this, the out out and out exploitation of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of rules that are set up because people will absolutely abuse them because yeah, we're talking right. about the pinnacle of competition, sure. which is kind of what they're trying to pre- prevent you from thinking. They want you to think it's amateurism, it's like high school sports, it's all about the team. Yeah. It's not about that on the collegiate level anymore. It hasn't been about that for a very, very, yeah, very and long that's, time. That's right. the thing, like when I say draconian, like they're tied in this old timey. Like at one point, yeah, sure, I guess if you're trying to protrude parity, it makes sense, mm-hmm. I guess. But mm-hmm. we're far past that yeah. point. And yeah. it, what's funny about regulations is, I've always said this about regulations, people hate regulations. Right. Regulations are needed because people can't be trusted to police themselves. That's yeah. what regulations are for. Yeah. I always tell people, well, I'll stray a little off topic in, in sports, there's already a constitution in place that says people should be free, but until we put an amendment, like two civil rights bills right. in front of them, they right. were like, no, nah, it don't matter that that's what yeah. is in the constitution, yeah. you're still not free. Yeah. He- heavily <laughs> contested civil rights bills, like people were literally what like, you yeah. With this? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the National Guard had and to be so, called out. Like, and so regulations are always necessary, but right. usually they're necessary to prevent from gross, gross, right. like uh, really horrible things. Yeah, gross, yeah. gross, just out and out, yeah. uh, collude. Uh, but you know, uh, to the best of my knowledge, but this the NCAA, the, the NCAA yeah. isn't preventing that with a lot of these regulations. No, what right. they're preventing is actually they're actually aiding in oppression, not trying to stamp oppression out. Yeah, right. That's generally that's what I was looking for. Yeah, that's yeah, generally yeah. what regulations should be about. When mm-hmm. oppression is uh, is is clear and present, and the only way to stop it is to say, hey, we're gonna throw another we're gonna throw another yeah, log right. on top of the logs we've already thrown. Right. The NCAA has kind of the opposite of that. Like, oh, we see we see things that could benefit someone <laughs> yeah. who's being oppressed. Right. Now let's so we gonna that smash that too. Yeah, we don't need that. And so it's a tenor, it, uh, in some ways, not in some ways, because I, I, I just I'll say it right here. I don't respect the NCAA and how they go about things. I don't think many people do. Uh, but you do kind of understand some of the line that they're trying to toe, yeah. where they're trying to stop. You know. Nick Saban from being able to throw a dude a car. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. That's but, really what it is. I'm trying to stop him from flex on the surface. They're yeah, trying to yeah. stop him from just flexing. But it, it just but, goes yeah. down into so many other things. But they're just, already flexing their might in roundabout ways. Sure. That's why it just really sucks. Like as much as I I like LSU as a program, have you seen like the way they're marketing their new weight room and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come check this out. I, colleges that, have that's found, ridiculous. Colleges, <laughs> especially in the age of social media, have found ways around that. Yeah. They can't yeah. give money directly to players, but they can say, Hey, you're gonna have the best yeah. right. experience be of your you're gonna, you're yes. gonna feel <laughs> yeah. like you're in the NFL, right? Yeah. And that's how they and that's how they get an yeah. advantage. Uh, right. When people are like, oh, big schools have an advantage. They are. It's, it's it. It's already done. Like yeah. we're past that point. There's yeah. no yeah. way to make. Uh, I saw someone say, and this well, was about talk, this was about, about the true parody. There's no reason for Alabama to be in the finals every year. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Don't even bother. This is about a problem, but we're already here. Uh, someone's like HBCUs are, are mm-hmm. going to have a bigger disadvantage. Yeah, and it's like, well, HBCUs are, are falling off the map in general. Yeah. The only thing that's going to stop that is that if athletes start flocking back to them. And it's, right, it's getting to a point where like, it's like Jamal Hill suggested yeah. uh, back a while. Yeah, that too. And it's getting to a point where like you're kind of getting to the point of no return just like medically speaking like these people have access to so much better nutrition weight yes. training everything like that mm-hmm. you're literally feeling like fields of 300 linemen 300 pound linemen versus like dudes fresh out of high school yeah <laughs> it's, 200, it's not a competition 248 pounds and yeah. playing left tackle and it's like no dude <laughs> it's the not gonna work is gone as far as that's concerned right. so money is the driving force behind these we get too far away from when you mentioned Duke. I was like, is, is Coach K gonna recruit them, you know, based on their face and see if they a leader? You're a leader because your face says you a leader. And he, I just looked into his eyes, I looked into his face, his bone structure. 
can be a great leader for one, I, maybe two years. <laughs> <laughs> maybe two years. If I seen it in your bone structure, your bone. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just it, it's just they're they're old rules. You kind of understand them on the surface, and that's what they used to justify them. Like they they justify these rules by saying they're protecting competitive integrity. Yeah, but that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is they're they're hoarding all this money, so much money. So much money being hoarded by these companies, right. by these colleges, and they are companies. <laughs> not even colleges. Yeah, no, they, they really are. Companies. That that's actually yeah, the sad, at, you know, at this part point, of it. Both in the realm of sports and in the realm of academics, these are no longer institutions of education. These Agreed. are businesses. These are companies. I yeah. mean, UT gets <laughs> UT gets six hundred or so of my dollars every day. I mean, every day, every month. Because they ran their thing every the day, <laughs> I'd be in the poor. I'd be, yeah, I got, I got ahead of myself. They not, they bad, but they not that bad. Right, <laughs> they, they at least let me live. <laughs> right, he's like, you should from the him. state. We can't <laughs> kill him. Oh, he dies. Know, right? <laughs> we can't excuse him for no pennies. <laughs> but no, I mean, and it's interesting because you think about like the Calipari's of the world, um, and how he no longer goes to and he probably hasn't for many many years since going back to UMass um, he doesn't go into the living room quote unquote and talk to the mom and the dad and say I'm going to get your kid a degree and your kid's going to be a better man and so he says look I'm going to get you I'm going to have your kid for probably all of one year yeah. he's going to be one and done and I'm going to prepare him for the NBA better than anybody else is going to prepare I respect that a lot yeah. more and most people have said that yeah. that they respect what Calipari does because he just flat out says look your kid's going to be here for one year the best I can do is make sure that he is 100% prepared or as prepared as humanly possible for the NBA because somebody's going to dump a bunch of money on him and he's yeah. got to be ready for that Calipari is running a basketball institution that's sure. what he's doing yeah. and that's fine it's like it's, you know he, he's basically like taking uh, what is it um, not UIL but um, what is it uh AAU. AAU. He's yeah. basically an extension of like AAU, like Extension. you know, AAU. like yeah, like he's basically just saying, yeah, we're gonna take all your kids from all over the country. We're gonna put you here, and then you're gonna play here for a year, and then half of you are gonna get drafted into the NBA after one year, and then we're gonna have a whole bunch of guys that are gonna come in and replace you, and we're gonna keep doing it every year. And I'm not gonna lie to your parents and tell you that you're gonna get a degree. If you want to do that later, you can. But yeah. you know, well, yeah. what's funny about the difference between like a John Calipari and a Saban mm-hmm. is that there is none. <laughs> there is no difference. Like yeah. saving is gonna sell it uh, because that's the brand that it right. works in. Because football is a lot different than basketball. Right. He's gonna sell it as oh we're, we're about team, we're about camaraderie. Mm-hmm. But Saban's running a football factory. Sure he is. He he he. If you can't play football for him, you're gone. Right. You lose your scholarship if you can't right. play football. For him, how many how many transfers in and out of Alabama? Not and not yeah, just no, like no. not just like transfers of guys that are like going to some Division three school to just like put up some numbers and then maybe they can bump over to yeah, some. I think those are two rare to even consider. Yeah, I mean they've made some changes to that yeah. recently over the last several years. But I mean, you know, you look at the the Jalen Hurts, you look at the um, you know who uh, recently we've had. Well, I mean, to a lesser extent. Um, Lamar Jackson was kind of in that uh, Baker Mayfield, how he yeah. went from Tech to <laughs> Oklahoma, and so on and so on. So I mean, it's like. You but know. even beyond that, it's just Alabama. If you look at the, how many scholarships they hand out, they oversaturate the market in scholarships yep. because they know that they can just, if this doesn't work out, mm-hmm. A, we're going to get people. We know we're going to get the top people because right. we're Alabama. But yep. also, if this doesn't work out, we're going to revoke. We're going to take that back. Yep. Some schools don't work that way. So they right. don't have the, they can't, they have to be a lot more choosy. Right. Specifically thinking of like a Stanford's. Yeah. 
it's already hard enough to go to Stanford. Yeah. You have to find athletes who you can gotta go to Stanford. You got to get in there, yeah. But then after that, you have uh, less scholarships anyway because that's not how they're operating. Right. But, you know, more and more, these teams are becoming, even the, like a Coach K, even the dude mm-hmm. you respect as, like, yeah. guys of, of t- teach coaches. Yeah. Coaches who right. are teachers, right. per se. Mm-hmm. And I think Kyle Parr kind of gets a bad rap. Kyle mm-hmm. Parr is also a teacher. He's a, oh, he's, sure. He's a student of the oh, game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, the traditional mold of what you think of a coach as a teacher, even right. these guys... They're starting to run, uh, you know, sports factories for, for what they, uh, for, for their. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Terrell brought his kid today, and things are going so funny right now. I, I try to keep a straight face, but, look, but I just had to let them in on it because he's trying to distract them. With, but with, but, with but during the whole process, he's completely quiet. Like he's just like he's just making faces that Terrell had one plan. That was to distract him with candy and a phone. Now Terrell has in his hands both the candy and the phone, and yet. He, he, he might be taking it. a nap on the couch. Like, he, I'm done with this. Whatever. I'm going to sleep. Uh, these guys, I don't know what they're talking about, but they sound foolish. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. But so, he's quiet. But, so. <laughs> now that we've kind of gone over the uh, kind of the <laughs> overarching view of what's going on. Right. Uh, <laughs> was it funny to you guys to see? I'm going to just say because you know I, don't, I have no filter. I'm yeah. going to say was it funny for you guys to see the white people go crazy? <laughs> Do rich white people just lose their mind? Dude, like politicians so, were showing so up on like outside the lines like yeah. this <laughs> is <laughs> unreal. First of all, look, tell me this. Is it inside or outside? I don't know. I don't watch that crap anyway. But the point is I'm sorry, but when Bobby. when Mitt Romney shows up and okay. he's like, "Well, you're gonna have some kids driving around in Ferraris and Porsches," like, bruh, you the last, you the last dude, man. That be, sit down. It was funny to me objectively because it's not funny at all. But objectively funny to me is like when when things go bad, everybody's like, "Call your senator." Yeah, these all white dudes did. Right, and they, they literally were on TV. did. They talked, yeah. they talked about how they, they actually called their right. senators because they got their number on speed. Yeah, like, like all these boosters, right they're like. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure your man. Uh, uh, John Aloysius. John Thomas John Thomas Aloysius. I'm just an old Kentucky name. Tennessee booster. I can't, I can't believe these kids. Look here now. Look here now. They're getting paid for their own likeness. Look here now. I dare you. Back in my day, I was a self-made millionaire. Self-made. You, 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 you hired you a workforce and you had them slaves so you could become a millionaire. With these kids just wanted to hand it to them for their athletic prowess. Whose idea? Whose idea was this minimum wage? <laughs> It was just striking to me the amount of people who, who are completely comfortable yeah. going on TV and or social media and I mean, just being outrage. like, oh, outrage, bro, outrage. The two immediate arguments that they provide is that, well, what about the other players? Yeah. And that's not how the economy works. Right, right. If you're not the star of right. the team. You don't probably deserve that yeah. scholarship. Right. Our sponsorship. That's well, it goes it works, back to man. this, this what they've been playing off for decades, which is this is about team. So if you yeah. disrupt the team environment, this is no longer about team. Yeah. But this is this has never been about. This hasn't been about team for a while. And I understand that there's a, a structure of team. Yeah. But you know who's been dealing with the structure of team and still making lots of money? The NBA, mm-hmm. <laughs> the NFL, for real. the MLB. Mm-hmm. They seem to be doing just fine with cultivating a, a, a cult of team right. while still paying people for their services. Right. Yeah. And, right. and they run those ads where they're like. Like not every student athlete grows on to be an athlete. I'm like, well, 
the shit. Like that, yeah, we know that. So right. and, and that's not changing. And, and those people yeah. are still focusing on their education. Yeah. And now they'll have the opportunity if say because it's not always now the the people who are gonna get the biggest opportunities, of course, are the stars. Yeah. But there's always a, a Matt Bonner right. or a yeah. or a fan favorite who who might be one of those kids yeah. who is focused more on their studies, but somehow also, they become a fan favorite. Yeah. Well, they too can profit off their exactly. likeness. Well, there are, to, there to are gonna something. be college kids that, that just like can you imagine how much money even like Johnny Manziel would have been getting right. while he was at his peak. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Even like that, that's that was money right there. And, right. and money, quite frankly, he didn't need. But that's not how yeah, that's yeah, not how yeah. American works. And, well, and the other part, he's he's talented. Yeah. He's a cult of personality for a time. Exactly. He deserves to be paid for exactly. for what he brings to the table. Exactly. And, but, and that's fair compensation. And that's really what sure. the crux of this is that people are now. That's what the literal law is. It's it's fair compensation is what they're pushing for. The, the idea that you would never you can't get paid for your likeness yeah. or your image was always outlandish on 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 its face. Or but even just right. being penalized for doing so that's the part that that makes me go what like yeah. the fact that you're being penalized for doing it it's like well, well, and well. they can take your money for yeah. it yeah they can they, the scholarship oh yeah your scholarship is gone like you earned it you know but you know because you're really good at playing basketball football or whatever but you know what and the thing is only we can profit off your life and the thing sir. is there's no there's no there's no thing there's nothing else like it in college right you can be an actor. You can be an actor in the. Uh, you in can be a twelve-year-old actor. You can you can be an actor in college <laughs> yes. studying theater. Yes. And you can literally go have a job. Exactly. That, you can do both simultaneously. You can literally you, go to college you, and be an actor you can and be make on, money off of your likeness and your name. <laughs> you can be on scholarship in the agricultural yes. department and mm-hmm. doing you know research right. while also using whatever your brain is to right. make money elsewhere in that same field. Yes. Sports, for whatever reason. Because we've, we've been trained to think that yes. it's supposed to be this way. Where it's supposed to be you sacrifice yeah. your own game for everyone else around you, which is noble in theory, but it's being used to, to, to go into the inner cities and profit off those bodies sure. and not compensate them fairly for it. Because when people are like, well, a scholarship, you know, you get yeah. a scholarship, that's money. Yes, it very much is money. Yeah. It's money that, A, other people are getting in the form of academic scholarships that right. they have also earned, but right. can still profit off themselves and yeah. or have jobs. But B, you know, a scholarship... Scholarships keep going up. The price keeps going up, sure. right? The price yeah. of schooling goes up. <clears throat> and the price to be a college athlete keeps going up. They're not going up at the same rate. Right. Like, a scholarship is still flat. Yeah. Like, no matter... I, I know that it's a normal amount of money to go to college, mm-hmm. but still, that that pay is still flat. Right. Just a super quick cut on there. Another cost that, that's not even being accounted for in this is medical. Like, these sure. people will, will basically give their bodies in college. Freak accident can happen, and then yeah. they're gone. Yeah. Like, that's their life right. at that point. Yeah. And 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 so my final my, my ultimate point with the with what I was going as is that the what it takes to be a student athlete on campus is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, yeah. even the dude who you think is doing nothing in class is still right. having to to dedicate himself to his craft in a way that is crazy. Right. The the the, the NCAA, for instance, they do the college football playoff, right? Mm-hmm. So now the NCAA as a whole is more valuable. Each school, right. like a Texas and OU, is more valuable. Sure. That scholarship's still the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The money's no, gone up. The, 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 sure. Money has gone up. Right. Yeah. The prices should be going up, but they're not going up. They stay in the same. And so people, <laughs> and it's a tendency to be, I'm just going to call it what it is, a tendency to be a hater. It was like, well, I had to pay for school. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, too, had to pay for school. Yeah. I'm literally paying for it right, right. now. So but much. that doesn't mean that you get to take out of somebody else's pocket. So right. much of Got politics you. in general is, is, is people trying to sell you a zero sum. Sure. And that's just not how things work. Right. Like, like, because this person gets this, you know, you can be, like, jealous. I get it. But it's not, you're not getting that money. 
Right. Like, that money ain't going to you. So don't be mad at that kid for getting that money. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But I think there's a couple things that come up whenever people talk about sports in general and, and money. There's a, a, a huge contingency that say, well, it's sports. They don't deserve that kind of money, which is just a ridiculous claim to make because they are entertainers. They're, they're putting on entertainment for your liking. Yeah. Now, you don't have to enjoy the entertainment, but you can't say they don't deserve money when you're paying that money to be entertained. Hey, quick aside, I'll let you finish your point. Yeah. Uh, we don't do that with actors. Oh, we, we don't. You never uh, hear I can vouch for that. You never hear someone. That does I can vouch for we that. We have one right here. Like, no, dude. Out. Like, literally. People are just like, like, oh, I love actors. Yeah. Like, we never try to get into their pocketbooks. Yeah. Like, and, look, and you're not, you shouldn't. Let, let me give you an example. Let me, let me give you an example. A Lowe's commercial that I did. I'm telling you, dude, I spent a day and a half. And when I say a day and a half, I mean I spent six hours one day and two hours the following day. But it, I got paid for two days, okay? For a union job acting, you get $712 change per day. Okay? Mm-hmm. Even I didn't work full day. So that's right there. That's like fourteen between fourteen and 1600 bucks, depending on everything. But then you get the money for all the people that like that commercial and watch that commercial. Yeah. So when it's all said and done, eight or nine checks later, 1000 bucks here, 4000 bucks there, 5000 bucks here. And you, you know, do what you ever do. But bottom line is, is that exactly what you just said. Ain't nobody complaining about that. No. Part of it is because people don't realize yeah. <laughs> that you can make that kind of money, you know, it, it, it by not doing much. It sounds ridiculous to say, but, but I yeah. guarantee people say they're watching commercials. They have never thought, like, I nope. wonder how much you got paid for that. Not once. <laughs> yeah. like, no, seriously. Yeah, no, like, yeah. people that I, like, <laughs> go to the gym with or people that I work with, they just think it's cool that I'm on TV. Yeah, like, they think it's cool TV. that they were watching like they were watching like TLC and they're like, holy crap, you know, it's Terrell. And then next thing you know, they're like on Facebook, like, dude. And I'm like, yeah, no, I was there. Yeah. But it's funny to me because that's the last thing they ask. That's the last thing they question about or ask about. They don't assume that I make a bunch of money doing it. They just think, wow, somebody wanted you to be on TV and you got to go on TV. And now if people see you that don't know you yeah. all over the country. And that's the only part they think about. So when you look at that part of it, I think people disconnect at the fact that they see these kids on TV on Sundays, Saturdays, whatever the sport is, depending on when that sport is played. They see these kids on TV, and that is the same mentality that I think they have. They don't think about the fact that how much money they could make if they were paid for their likeness. And, what, and if they took into consideration what the school is making off of all these nationally televised games, people disconnect those things the same way they do with actors. It's just like, oh, but you're on TV, dude. Yeah. And, well, you know. There's also another level. There's, like there's multiple levels to it. Oh, it's, it's complicated. But, right. Oh, sure. There's yeah. also another level of people think, you know, and rightfully so, that what you're doing requires mm-hmm. skill. Right, uh, a skill that you've cultivated, a skill. Yeah. Uh, let me, no, you're a, right. a kid, that, uh, a skill that you've cultivated over time that you had to work at. Hmm. They don't view athleticism the same way. Although, right. although they, they know just think it's just a talent a that skill, you have. They think that it's, gonna it's, say that, it's right. a, it's a, they, they view it more right. as a gift. You right. were given a gift, and you should give that gift to mm-hmm. us, right? Because that's you were blessed with something, and now yeah. you should bestow it upon we us. We deserve to see. We, we deserve what you can do. Well, and I was gonna say that because like that's where the jealousy I think comes from for a lot of people. Sure. Because people look at it and they're like, and, and and it's not fair at all. But a lot of people are like, they're not here because of scholarship merit. Right. Like they're not here for scholastic merit. They're here because they're athletes. Yeah. So like, how is this dumb kid gonna get more money than my kid because he can run a football? And like that's so stupid. But that's the, the mentality. Because a you're devaluing that person for reasons that don't matter. Like, right. That really doesn't matter. Yeah. B, 
I hate to say it, but that kid's bringing more value to the school than your kid is. Sure. And that's just the raw fact of entertainment. Yeah. And and that's why these kids deserve a slice of that pie as far as that's concerned. Right. I mean, Fozzie Whitaker, you have no clue who that is probably. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, I I had a class with him in college. He brought, just by existing, he brought five times more to that college than I did. I I, I literally brought, no one knows who I am. No one will probably ever know who I am. We'll we'll never know. Anyway. Well, when this podcast blows up. When it blows up, everyone will know my name. Mark my words, Fozzie. Mark my words, Fozzie. You haven't heard the last of me. Just a side that doesn't matter at all. I used to call him the Big Stutter when I called games. When I called uh, highlights, because his name is Foz. His real name is Foz Whitaker. So Foster. when you say it fast, Foss Whit- Whitaker, Foster. I used to call him the big stuff. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. That's crazy. I, it's, I actually like it. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's, it's a good name. It's, it's also just funny that his last class is Whit, and the <laughs> beginning of his name is Whit. <laughs> so. I mean, it's crazy. But yeah, like, it, it's people People legitimately think that way. Yeah, Fozzie's listening to the podcast, and I was like, I can't believe I got a shout out on the weekend today. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Carolina. Holler at us, dog. That's, that's one half of it. Got you on the show, man. Yeah. Special guest. That's one half of it, though, like that jealousy, and that's what drives a lot of this argument from the, I'm, I'll say, it, the bootlickers. Like that's that's where these people are coming in, where they're they're like, yeah, yeah, these politicians are right. Why shouldn't they be taxed the same way? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. That's that's just stupid. The other side of it is that a lot of people don't realize how much money that this organization makes. Like the amount of money that's being brought in here, and the fact that it's kind of like the whole minimum wage thing, right? But in a much smaller scale, like. These people are being paid the bare minimum to survive while they're in school, and they're making billions. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, who is it? Uh, Arian Foster talked about uh, when he was at Tennessee, he was saying, like, and, you know, I think most people that really follow Arian Foster and, you know, whether it was with his time with uh, Houston or just generally speaking, he's actually a pretty good follower. I think he's in music now, but he's um, he talked about how he knew how much money Tennessee would bring in off the players. And he said it, and it was weird because he would be upset because he would know kind of how the game worked to an extent. And he would go and open his refrigerator in his dorm. Oh yeah. And it was empty. Yeah. You know? And he was like, are, are you freaking kidding me? Like, like because kids, he realized like that where they're like, yeah. you got to borrow food. Yeah. Like I go to coach and be like, yeah. coach, I don't have anything to eat. Yeah. And then you got to cross his fingers and hope that that isn't like a violation yeah. or like, does the coach let me borrow his car to go like down the street, you know, to go pick up some, some lunch or something like that. Like, you know, little things like that are, you know, can be considered violations and it's just like insane to me, man. Like that's wild. And it's like, when you hear it directly from these players and I think that's, I feel like that's a voice that isn't heard from enough. I feel like it should be heard from more because it just comes off as, you know, and I don't know if it's maybe these players don't speak out more because they don't want to be, um, they don't want to be looked at as like, oh, you're just complaining. Just be happy that you got your scholarship and you got free school and you're going to, you know, yeah. take off. And maybe yeah. that's the case, but more of them need to speak out. And I know they they might be concerned with it because of the fact that, you know, they're either in school or, you know, they still have some ties or whatever it might be. But you hear a lot of guys like the funny thing is, is the guys that you hear talking about it most nowadays are guys that are either one and done guys or guys like LeBron, who was just like, nah, I'm good <laughs> and yeah. went straight to the NBA. LeBron's really vocal about it. Um, the only guy that I've seen that went to school that has been really vocal about it, like really vocal about it, um, has been uh, in a top like a marquee guy has been um, um, 
Durant, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like he's talked about it a lot too. He's been he's gone a little bit more in on the AAU thing, but um, you know, he he's voiced his opinion about it quite a bit and we need to hear from a lot more of these players. Um, you know. The problem with the players speaking at is there's so much uh, there's so much to lose, you know. Right. Um, and you're you're basically asking the the oppressed to try to change the system, and that's honestly sure. it's not really how it's going to get done. You yeah. need people who are in positions of power yeah. to start deciding that they want to treat people fairly. Sure. Because there's not going to be a Harriet Tubman for the NCAA, dude. Sorry, it ain't going to happen. Like there, there's never going to be an NCAA version of Harriet Tubman. Like then nobody's going to like take these kids to the promised land. Like it's just. It is what it is, unfortunately, and, you know, you kind of hope that this new law and the new rules and stuff, you know, help along that way, and, you know, but... You what know. you really need, what you really, really need is middle management to come in and do what they're supposed to do to protect the kids like they're supposed to be, mm. and middle management in this situation is the coaches. Sure. But they're the ones who are benefiting the most oh, with, yeah. and, gain, and, mean, and, giving, on, and yeah. giving the least. Now, don't, uh, I'm not trying to disrespect the, the field of coaching, obviously. No. They, and they deserve they, their they, they, they do, right. yeah, part, they yeah. do what they're supposed to do right. as far as putting in time and effort. I have no sure. doubt about that. Yeah. But what it's, it's selfish. It's selfish as far as what they're doing to these kids because they're the ones who are telling them to run through a wall, risk their bodies for, for their program, for their yeah. livelihood, and they're getting the most profit out of anyone in this situation, and likely, if the players do get what they deserve, that's going to come out of the coach's pocket. Yeah, like n- not like directly, yeah. obviously, but oh, breaking but, news! Oh, six weeks. Yeah, breaking news that will immediately date the podcast, so it won't be won't be breaking by the time they hear it. But yeah, breaking news often. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Gordon Hayward's out for six weeks if you care. Yeah, yeah. if you I somehow manage because that's sad. But no, but yeah. if you somehow manage to not know about that by the time you listen to this, right. That's breaking news for you, baby. But yes, uh, like to what you're saying, like the money is going to come out of the coaches, and if, if that is what happens there, then that's on the coaches for not standing up for it. Like if, if you if you sit there daily and you listen to what uh, the, the the ownership is telling you, and you're like, oh well, surely they won't come after me next. Then right. that's on you, and that, that's really at the, their fault at that point. But I mean, the, the the obvious solution that worked is the unions for the players' unions and the NBA right. and then the NFL. And, and every other sport, we're focusing on those right now. But like every every other sport has the union that will defend the interests of the players. That's not going to happen in college. Like right. they can't do that because at the end of the day, what will happen is they just pull their scholarship. Sure. And that's you like you're saying you're asking the oppressed to stand up. Like, right. Well, nobody and, can do it at the cost of themselves. Yeah. You know, uh, like yeah. <laughs> it was funny when I I like I wrote an article one time about when the Clippers were trying to boycott Donald Sterling. Yeah. And people are like, well, they should sit out a playoff game. And it's like, well, that's easy for you to say. I know, Because right? if you sit out a playoff, it's not your game check. It's not right. your, your glory that's being missed out on. Exactly. Now, if the Clippers had decided to make that sacrifice, and that's well within their rights, I would have respected it, and I would have said, man, you put a lot on the line right. to get Donald yeah. Trump out of the league. But you should never expect someone yeah. to right. completely destroy their self-interest to advance a cause that doesn't, shouldn't need yeah. to be done. Right. It shouldn't need to come to that anyway. Exactly. But nobody's going to arbitrate on their behalf. (laughs) So that's that's what the court did rule, though. That's what was shocking to me about it, that the court said, yeah, this is unconstitutional. And then everybody's like, whoa, that happened? Like, <laughs> they, actually, they actually did what they were supposed to because it absolutely was unconstitutional. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was shocking because everybody was like, oh, the NCAA is losing something. This yeah. Is, this is interesting. Because that's not something we've seen. Yeah. And of course, they appeal it immediately. They're like, no, this ain't real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we move on to yeah. kind of touching on that, uh, I just want to say it, it does, it, I, I feel for the college athlete from the, for the oh. standpoint of, 
they can't unionize because it's not possible. Right. <laughs> there's just too many moving parts. There's too many kids moving on. At you know, there's just no way oh, to do yeah. it because they're not a consistent base. But at the same time, the people who could help them, and I understand why they can't, is the unions that are already established in the NBA, in the MLB, yeah. in the uh, <clears throat> in the uh, in the NFL. But they can't really do that either because then you're asking them to put because everything that they do has to be collectively bargained, right? So yeah. they have to give something up to get something, right? And so you're asking them to give up something so that they can help kids that, you know, they're no longer a part of that system. Yeah. It doesn't behoove them to do that. They've, they've tried to touch on it a little bit when they've some of the, the G League requirements and everything like that because yeah. the, they, they get, get a little bit of say in that. But I think, especially the NBA athletes, are doing as most as they can mm-hmm. to, try to, to try to pass it down. I think it's because they realize that one and done is easier in the NBA, at least overall. Like that, these sure. are college ready, or these are NBA level talents. Right, right. Every once in a while, not every kid, obviously. You know, you know I kind of want to touch on that uh, of how how the system uh, is set up to take autonomy away from the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where I want to take it. But we're gonna go to a brief commercial break. Right. We're gonna hear from our our lovely sponsors today. You don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't know. told you yet. I don't know. It's so, true. This is true. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> me, Terrell, Austin, Brazina. <laughs> we'll be back after the break. <laughs> <laughs> it's your man, John Thomas, Aloysius Booth, on behalf of JNT Childers, official Childers. Oh, you may figure it out. And we're here with some big news on behalf of JNT Childers uh, for my man, Tony Antonio Jackson. Real talk, baby. We're finally uh, lifting some restrictions and changing the way JNT Charles works around here as we have letting Mr. Jackson use his likeness and image for the first time. Ah, real talk, son. That's going to be dope. <laughs> of course, some restrictions <laughs> still do apply. We should uh, talk about restrictions. Uh, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can only use your likeness to make up to $50 in cash. Anything <laughs> above that will have to go back into JNT Charles. My God. Like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. You heard that? Like, $50? Uh, you on, you will only be allowed to use your likeness uh, for 50% of the year, uh, excluding holidays. So wait, wait, wait. Wh- which 50%? Excluding holidays. Which 50% of the well, year? We have to work that out later, Tony. Uh, another restriction will be you can only use your likeness for commercials that benefit J&T Chowders. So like, what if I want to like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, maybe I might want to do an Instagram post or something. Like, what, I can't make no money off of that. <laughs> Not if it would uh, negatively impact the company. Of course, the company comes first, Tony. You know that. You've been a trusted employee for five years. Yo, man, I got like a vested 401k or something. Like- <laughs> of course, once we use the image and likeness and take those regulations away, we will, of course, Tony, have to talk about changing the way your benefit structures uh, are, are, are presented. Man, shouldn't I be running this past my lawyer or something? <laughs> of course not, Tony. You can trust the good folks at JNT Charters. And if you would also like to join the JNT Charters internship program, as my man Tony Antonio Jackson has done, you too can be a part of the JNT Charters family. Hey man, that's, you ain't say nothing about no internship. That's Wait, man. That's, JNT like Charters. We'll talk about it later, Tony. Wait. That's JNT Charters official Charters. Let me agree. Hey man, we need to have a discussion. And we are back. To the weekended take, I'm, I'm questioning if I said it right at the beginning. You did. I think you did because I would have commented. I feel like I would have been like, you messed it up. You know, you ever have that moment where you're like, did I do that right earlier? I, I feel like I did it right now, but did I do it right earlier? So, uh, you know, it's your man, Derek Lewis, 
the mic. On the beat. On the mic. <laughs> Back in the building. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm here with my boy, Austin Brazina. I'm saying it that way today. I don't know why. And the thespian himself. Yes. Terrell Huff. And his kid. <laughs> yes, my son is here. And he is, he is following the one rule that I told him that he needed to follow, and he is not making noise. But he is... Visually speaking, he's testing us. He's getting to the edge. <laughs> and it's great. I, yeah. I'm here for it. He's I'm getting there. I'm here like, for the other kids. For real. Like, it, it, but you know what, though? We've gotten quite a ways without him like completely disrupting everything, which is pretty funny. <laughs> and so, so. <laughs> high five. Let's go. Let's go. Um, and so, I, I, as I said before the break, before you hear from our sponsors, our regal, regal sponsors, the, the greatest sponsors in the world. <laughs> Uh, wanted, what I wanted to touch on is, is, is especially in terms of we kind of always take it back here it's kind of funny especially in terms of the NBA and the NFL they're always deciding what is best for the collegiate players and you really don't see that in a lot of sports for instance a tennis player can go pro they can ruin their lives as soon as they 13 want. as soon as they want to ruin their lives quote unquote <laughs> yeah. they can do it when do you want to have homeschooling and travel all over the world and play tennis just yeah. let us know but in it's the NBA and NFL it's like oh we wouldn't dare. We, we wouldn't want to risk their well-being. Yeah, they they need an education. They, you're not grown enough to be in the NFL, which obviously is a completely valid. Real quick, point. do you have to go through college to go to the farm leagues in baseball? I actually don't know. So with baseball, college. it's um, you 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 can get drafted out of high school, and then you have an option. You mm-hmm. either get, I believe, it's two or three years. You can uh, um, in, that you have to. If you go to college, you, you to have college, to stay for three years. Three years. If you don't, then basically it's you know minor leagues. You know in that's ter- the other. In terms option. of the draconian system, they MLB does it at least the best way that. You yeah, can yeah. Handle it. In I agree. Of, in terms agree. of if you're gonna have to control something, I agree. Uh, at least they give them the option out of high school. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. if you want to take this on, become a pro, you can. Yeah. If you go to college, though, you're committed to three years. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much has to do with having all the foreign players, but I don't know. I mean, it's probably just a good system. I, I think it's. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I, I be, think I'm going to be blunt. I think it's because MLB is the people with the white people, and so yeah. they're not as worried about them making bad decisions because you know they don't they don't they don't <laughs> have to, another side they, they, they don't have to yeah. police the white. The I white mean, yeah, because in, in baseball, as much yeah. as they want to protect. Well, when the average fan like, can count on one hand, like. The black dude <laughs> from the hood that plays baseball, like for real, like I'm from Oakland, and I know Jimmy Rollins is from Oakland. Like outside of Jimmy Rollins, like I, you know, I can't think of like the brother from the hood that you know was a baseball player. Like I just can't. Like it's very difficult to think of that dude. Like I got one hand, and I could probably count Jimmy Rollins, and that's pretty much it. And I know there's other dudes, but yeah. Yourself so much with this Jimmy Rollins. Man, look. Okay. It's funny, like Ricky I, Henderson. Oh, Jesus. Man, let me tell you how old I am. I got Ricky Henderson's autograph when he was a rookie. Okay? Now, I might have been, been four years old. I wasn't even alive when Ricky Henderson was a rookie. I might have been four years old. But the point I'm making did is... You ever, when you yeah. got Ricky Henderson's autograph, did you ever think, hey, man... This is dude who's not born. No, and I'm gonna be doing a podcast with him. <laughs> First of all, the word po- podcast would not have been close to my vocabulary. But what I can tell you, oh, and pro, I, I will say this: if 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 Ricky Henderson ever someday hears this, <laughs> I I know that Ricky Henderson will vouch because Ricky Henderson had a gold 1981, I believe, uh, Nissan. 
300ZX. I'm dead serious. I remember the Jerry Curl, he got out and it was cool because it was back. I know we're going off subject, but I'm going to get this in here because this is one of my best memories for the Oakland A's. This is old time tales. My man man had the the most, I mean, he had the Jerry Curl working before Eazy-E was even, anybody knew who Eazy-E was. He had the the Eazy-E Jerry Curl and my man got out, he had the glasses and he went, yes, it really is. It really is. And, And he was going to his car and this was like it wasn't no tunnel where he like all their cars was parked and the fans couldn't see him my man walked right out the stadium just with everybody else and got in his gold 300 zx and he gave me his autograph on a piece of paper bag because we popped popcorn before we came and we put it in that paper bag and we ate popcorn at the game at the Oakland A's game with that paper bag I'm sorry y'all go ahead I just love that it's been proven time and time again throughout the history of sports programming and and radio and podcasts everyone on this earth every show every radio show every podcast on this earth has a Ricky Henderson story <laughs> I am I'm a frequent listener the greatest of, show. of all time like thank you Ricky Henderson stories that are hilarious and I'm not going to tell them because they're obviously they're not my story but, but uh, just, everyone has a Ricky there Henderson you go. story there you go I'm the, greatest, no I, I'm the greatest of all time thank you <laughs> But as a because like what you said originally, I was like, I was about to say like, when's the last time you heard? Because I don't know why, but Plexico Burris to me is like the funniest case because he shot himself. Like, oh yeah, my so, god! But like, when's the last time you heard about a baseball player doing that? Is like originally where I was going with that. But then I was like, how many like black hockey players have there been? Because I only know of the one dude. Bashir. No, yeah. So I googled it for fun, right? Uh-huh. Literally, one of the fr- fr- one of the three dudes is in a black and white photo. That's how few there oh, is. My- <laughs> This dude's like in a black and white photo. He's so old. <laughs> to where you actually like, uh, to, to where you actually like question whether he's actually a black person. Like, he might be Native yeah, American. He's, uh, no, he's passing. <laughs> the hue. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> hockey's the one sport that I might try to pull some of that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, he's man. <laughs> it's like he's black. We swear. <laughs> Jackie Robinson, I'm fucking. Look, one, two, three, and me. Twenty-three and me. Apologies to that man's family. (laughs) No disrespect to him. I'm sure he's. Yeah, I'm sure he's exactly who he says he is. If you've got a black and white photo, then obviously he was a legend of the sport. For real, (laughs) he was was balling at the time. It don't matter what his statistics was. Don't pay any attention to us non-money making. Well, Terrell makes money, but us, me and Austin, me and Austin's not making money. Yeah, first of all, I'm married, so my money goes (laughs) to savings. Be careful. Oh yeah, have yours too. When when your wife says the money goes to savings, just in case you lose your job. She has told me that for real. Like this acting thing could literally make you lose your job. So <laughs> yeah. you need to put that money aside. Trust me, bro. Yeah. But yeah, like the 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 institution is deciding on their behalf, like you were saying. Like the sure. institution is the one out there saying, like, we gotta take care of them ourselves. And at the end of the day, it's all about them controlling. It's right. It's all about. It's funny because on one on one hand, you always get let an athlete, even in college, make a mistake. And it's like, well, this is a, this is a young adult. Right. This is a grown. This is a grown man. Mm-hmm. He should he should know better. Sure. And sometimes that's that's true. Uh, you know, I think I think it, like it comes up. I think funny the opposite way. It comes up when uh, someone says something racist. Like, well, he's just a kid. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Nick Bosa. He's he's Nick. got a future. Like, oh yeah. my god. But sure. uh, for the most but part, there's layers to it. Yeah. Like it's right. like oh, this kid went on public television and dropped f bombs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
mean, whatever. It's not the end of this world. This kid went up on the television and read a manifesto. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> but, but it's so, especially with the black athletes, there's such a need to infantilize them mm-hmm. and make it seem like they can't take care of themselves or make the proper decisions. And it, it, in, in a certain case, it is true that we all make, we're, we're, we're less good decision makers when we were kids. Yeah. It's still your decision to make. Yeah. <laughs> it's your choice to destroy your life or not. It's, whether it destroys your life or not. Yeah. Because I think a lot of it, like, if you go to the NFL, you make a ton of money and you're not ready for it, that's unfortunate. Right. But, you know, you at least still have a lot of money. But one counter would be, like you were saying, that's where regulations do have to come in. Because then you do have to kind of protect some people from being just outlandishly yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And I'm okay with that. But that's not what they're doing. Like, they're, they're not out here making... They're not... They're a business. Their decisions are to protect the business. Sure. At the end of the day, it's great that they are helping some kids, I guess, in some way, shape, or form, but they are not going to sacrifice the business to help a kid. And that's the bottom line. Like, that's just how businesses work. Sure. So you can't, dis- you can't disillusion yourself and say, like, well, these colleges are helping these kids. They're not. The kids are being helped by their own work. Right. Well, it's this idea that the colleges are just giving things away. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. not giving And, the and kids it's constantly anything. being said, well, he's getting a scholarship and he's getting room and board. As if he and, didn't earn it. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, how can okay. I all of the uh, all of the high schools that the entire starting five of varsity gets college scholarships? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I played basketball in high school and <laughs> I didn't get anything. Yeah. And that's because I wasn't good enough. But if, they, mean, was, yeah. if they was just handing things out, I would have hoped that I would have been, you know, I was mm-hmm. the captain of the team. You know, that's I, not I had my head on my shoulders. I, I would hope if they were just giving things away, I would have been among the people to receive. Right. But that's not how it works. You know how you get you know how you get a college scholarship by working your butt off every yeah. day in the gym to make sure you're the best in the world at your craft. And that's where that fair and every compensation co- comes. And every right. college athlete, I don't care who they are, every college athlete is one of the best in the world at their craft. Exactly. That's how it goes. In elementary school, you have a very large player pool of players who are trying to be the best in the world at basketball. Sure. Obviously, they're not putting a ton of work into it because it's elementary school. Middle school, you have a little, it, it lessens because there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's less spots. Right. In high school, it lessens because there's less spots. By the time you get to the college, you are one of the you are hands down one of the best people in the world. Mm-hmm. Top what five percent, ten percent, whatever. So yeah. over Team USA is wanting college kids. Yeah. Like these are world class athletes at that level. Now they're not the best, obviously. That's what the NBA is for, and whatever. But like that's that's what your your baseline is basically, and then I think what what gets lost in that is is just the raw value of how much money these organizations are making. Like you can be the best at what you do if what you do doesn't make money, and then you're not gonna get you're not gonna make as much money as 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 these organizations who where you've got millions of people watching college football games, right? And and people are buying these jerseys to support the team, mm-hmm. but really they're just supporting the organization, which is sure. fine. I mean, on the surface, I'm not anti-consumerism in that sense, but like they well, deserve a slice of that money. Oh, it's sure. An, it's yeah. anti-consumerism. You got, you, you, <laughs> for it to be consumerism, yeah. you need to have alternatives. Yeah, right? yeah, that's, and, and that's kind of why the NCAA has been allowed to get away with everything that they get away with is because if you want to, if you want to play college sports, I mean, if you want to play sports and you can't get into the NFL because they have a rule that you can't get there until oh, you're three yeah. years from, right. from high school, or the NBA, you're one year removed from high school, you, there's nothing else to do. The NBA is finally starting to give alternatives. XFL, but, baby. But the NFL, Major League Baseball, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know a lot about hockey. I'm pretty sure hockey works the same way. There yeah. isn't other places to go. I think hockey is more similar to baseball, yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, as far as I'm The college game is the only game in town. So that's not a marketplace that is fair for the, the workforce. No, it's yeah, just not. Yeah. And they're not being paid fairly, yeah. which right. is the crux of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. either you got to create competition, which at this point in American history is incredibly hard to do. Sure. Or you have to start fixing the compensation. Right. So it's time to start fixing the compensation. Oh, sure. Being time. <laughs> but, but luckily, some court decided it's time. So we, t- we touched on this earlier. What, what are you guys thinking about? About the oh, it's start, it's starting to break things. <laughs> Terrell's kid is going to break Throwing things in stuff our house. on the floor, man. <laughs> I don't know if they heard that. I hope yeah, that's not one, uh, I, I that one of like the first episode where we had a, a notification for Facebook and you went back and listened and you couldn't hear the notification. Yeah. So people are just like, "What are they talking about?" They already think that. But anyway, what do you guys think about the concept of uh, of team and how it factors into conversation? Um, like the idea that the first person I, I know we, we hit on this kind of a lot earlier but I wanted to retouch on it and see and expand upon it what you guys think about you know the top player on the team is gonna is gonna mm-hmm. create it it's gonna create jealousy amongst mm-hmm. the force mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I think I think most people are rational and, and especially and let, me add, let me add on to that before you get going yeah. what do you think about the idea of the spirit of the game <laughs> uh, I hear a lot of people so, talking about how I don't even like the NFL and the NBA because it's oh not. God, it's not pure. It. It's not. It's not pure. It's not. They're not doing it for the love of the game. Nobody, as, as opposed nobody. to me, because you know when I I strap on, you know when I turn the mics on, I do this for the love of the game. I'm never gonna try to get compensated for this. I hope you guys know that. <laughs> I'm only ever gonna do this for the love of. The I game. mean, hey, if we do bonus, <laughs> bonus, but, but yeah. Well, what I'm saying is like. To, to that though, the people that that cry the love of the game, their favorite school ain't UTSA. <laughs> their okay. favorite school is an Abilene Christian. There you go. <laughs> like, there you go. Kids, Speak on it. <laughs> those kids really believe we can't. No, Let's keep it like, real. Why, why are we not in the championship game this year? Those are the real. people. Oh, the guys, the guys who when uh, LSU beat Alabama the other night, and they're call like calling call for saving jobs. You tell me that it's those folks. Wait, <laughs> hey. lost one game to the number two team in the nation. Oh. Quick sidebar, quick quick sidebar, because this is kind of relevant. Did you see the story or at least the video of, of a bunch of LSU guys go over to the stands where they knew recruits to Alabama were sitting in the stands? Oh, went up to after the game after they had won the other night. They went joking. over there and basically <laughs> said. Y'all really want to go to Alabama, bro? Like, they were literally, like, there was three or four of them, and they are just yelling at them, y'all really want to go to Alabama? Because look what we doing, bro. And, like, I was like, that has to be violating something. I I don't know what. I love LSU being like, we're going to play this game for life. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the video of Coach O where Coach O got caught in the locker room after the game where he's like roll time he's cussing out like oh it's, it's, I didn't even see well, that part. I, mean, more I, mean, I, mean, I mean and, and Coach O was saying the same thing basically those guys saying we're gonna play this game for life Alabama's <laughs> never getting this back yo and it's oh unrealistic as God. it is it's hilarious That's when athletes so and or coaches have, have that kind of Go like back. Have that kind of like confidence in themselves? Like we're never letting them win again, <laughs> son. Like this is over. You we hear this saying? You'll never see another dub in this team. <laughs> you'll never. Death Valley is close to you, sir. <laughs> you'll never see another dub, my That's guy. A That's a, I did not know that about the kids going over and telling the, the recruits. That's pretty fun. But like, so to your question though, uh, 
The concept of team. So you I have a actually, lot of. You actually want to do a podcast? No, I'm, like, <laughs> no, I'm having fun doing this too. <laughs> so whatever you call this. <laughs> so you're admitting that you're not doing a podcast currently. Okay, well let's try to get it back on track. But no, like uh, to, to your question, I, I have a lot of feelings about pride when it comes to sports. I was one of the ones that was very upset with Kevin Durant's decision. Sure. I know logistically it was the best for him. And sure, I, sure. You know, with some distance behind it, I can't completely fault him for what he did. But at the time, I was very much so like, oh, sure. this is a, a B move. Like, this right. is the worst thing yeah. that you could have done for competitive integrity's sake. Right. That's not my call to make, but that was me as a fan. Sure. I love the concept of team in that sense. Right. Like, I think team matters as far as pride matters. And yeah. pride does matter in sports. Like you gotta sure. have pride in your organization. You don't want to play for some dude just for a paycheck. Right, right. You want stability. You want pride. You want all that. So teams should leverage that. As in any profession. Yeah, you know exactly. Right. And that's that's something that I think is very very important. And, and that's what, as a fan, that's what drives my pride in, in teams when there is a sense of team. Right. But it's not all a, of that. It's said, not a zero sum game. Though. Yeah. All that said, they're assets. Mm-hmm. And and but the team is an asset. Like you can't with uh, we're not getting into the quasi situation. You can't be mad at the team. Or you can't be mad at only the players when it's the team doing business as well. Sure. And and because of that, you have to you have to respect the players' autonomy. Right. So to your question about like does team matter? Does does all this matter as far as like their decision making, what what have you, and all that? I I do love when players are team teamsters. If, if that's a good word for it, like I, I appreciate that as a fan. Sounds like you just put them to work in the polls. But that's okay. <laughs> see that's what I was saying. That was what I was looking for. I was looking for more like a. Uh, a company man. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, more like that, which is a bad connotation. But that that's an important role as far as like leadership goes. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm fine with that. I am also not going to defend a company. Yeah. Well, like if you're speaking on behalf of a company, they're getting free publicity. Like, sure. Like, yeah. And, and that's okay. Like you want to hype up things you're happy for. I get it. But like you you can't you can't swallow something they're feeding you and be like, this is the only way to defend my team. If I don't rep the San Antonio Spurs, they will fail as an organization. That's right. Not, that's not true, right. man. Like, you don't have to go to war for an organization like that sure. when they're wrong. And you ain't getting paid. It's not It's a, it's not a zero-sum game because you can't have you can't have admiration for loyalty if there's no option for disloyalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. It's not, Tim Duncan isn't special if it's not special that he stays here, you know? Sure, yeah. sure. It, especially that, says because yeah. he, he very well could have made money yeah. at Orlando. Like, if you, that was a real if, you, if you don't have the real option to mm-hmm. to do anything else, right. then you're. Lo- I, I say this. I hate to bring it in, but I will. <laughs> I say this about Big Brother all the time when I'm watching. <laughs> is that people get people get to a certain point in the game and they're like. I've always been loyal, man. I've been loyal since day one. Mm-hmm. You need to respect my loyalty. They didn't have to drop a power. No. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, if you ain't had no power, you ain't been loyal. Because you ain't had an opportunity to stab me in the back. Because right. you had no power. You right. I, it's yeah. like my pet peeves. Like, you're not loyal because you haven't had the chance you're to... You're loyal because you're in last yeah. place. <laughs> you're loyal because you suck. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so um, anyway. But to, to your question, like, I, I think that that is important. Like, I, I think it's important. But at the same time, I, I prefer... The autonomy of players, especially in this age, I like unfiltered access to players. Gilbert Arenas has been one of my favorite players since he retired mm. because he lost all filter. He had probably no. Oh my gosh, dude! He, has, well, he did try. He did at least threaten to shoot someone. He so brought a gun to the locker. I would say <laughs> he's, he's been off. He's been off the rails for a while, but he's one of my favorite personalities off the league, like just in general, man. So it, I, I like the way that the era has gone as far as like players having personalities. And I don't think the NFL has that as much as, as the NBA has because there are so many people on the roster. They got to buy into that team identity, and that's a that's a holdover for college sports 
you're going to come here and you're going to play for our team. Right. And that's a problem because that's not all the sports are. It sports just, are the people. It just can't be it can't be team at the at the un <laughs> at the unmitigated sacrifice of yourself. Yeah. Like there has to be some sacrifice from you. Oh uh, yeah, because that's how a team works and that's how it functions. Yeah. But it shouldn't be it shouldn't be at the just unrelenting sacrifice of everything that you need to survive as a human, especially right. because at the end of the day, this is just a game. Sure. Oh, and now I actually, I was, I was talking to get myself back into what your original question was. <laughs> I, oh, so now you're finally ready to do the podcast. But, I, but I'm back to what your original question was about uh, do the players care at the end of the bench? Most people are rational, especially in professional mm-hmm. anything. Like, with some notable exceptions, like Patrick Beverly. <laughs> With some notable exceptions, <laughs> most people know their role in the grand scheme of things. Sure. Like, you're not going to sit there and be like, I deserve the lion's share of this paycheck when you're sitting right next to Kobe Bryant. You're sitting right next to LeBron. James. Right. That's right. not, nobody is that outlandish. Some so it's going to trickle down to college. Like, well, yeah, the 10th man on the roster knows he's getting his ass whipped in practice. Sure. He's not going to be out there and be like, I should be starting. I deserve the sponsorships. And all. Right. Now, you can wear that shit and you can go out there and bust your ass and then become that player. Right, exactly. But you don't believe yeah, you I, earn and, it. And there are going to be some blow-ups because of some kind of endorsement thing or something because that's just human nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Human nature, is to, especially if, when you have a situation like maybe in a Duke or a Kentucky where they have two of the best players in the world, they're like, well, I should be this and I'm not. Now, it's not going to happen a lot because at the end of the day, a lot of these kids, especially under these coaches, are good people. Sure. Like, That's the other thing. Like, R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson are, are great friends. Yeah, Zion seems so happy and, like, all the time. And everyone yeah. in the media, let them tell it, would be like, well, they, they uh, you know, R.J. was taken away from Zion's shine, and, and but R.J. wasn't allowed to reach his full potential because right, he had to do right. But they, they don't care. Yeah. No, and not at all. And the other side of this, like, even to, like, an economic standpoint, like, no... It's going to sound like I'm saying, like, trickle down, but that doesn't work. That's ridiculous. But I'm saying, like, in this particular instance, these are, for by and large, these are disadvantaged kids. Mm-hmm. Not even disadvantaged. Like, these are middle to lower class kids because that's what the bulk of America is. These are these are lower class people who are given great opportunities based on their accomplishments. Right. And They're that's going who, and to that's, share that with their friends. And mm-hmm. that's who has a desire to work hard to get out. Because they exactly. have, these are sort oh, yeah, of their only way out. Yeah. That's not, it's not, it's yeah. not, that's what the model is built off of. Yeah. So, and right. some kids are, like, you know, they've, they've been blessed with like a good path in life and you can't be grudging that yeah, like, like, the, like, like you got yeah, yeah. You have a, an outlier and but that's by why, and large these are dudes who have to get out this way and so that's why they're here so you can't tell me that that like zion or whatever rolls up and, and, and starts getting all this money like if he was being fairly compensated you can't tell me that zion is not going to bring food for the all of his friends yeah oh, sure. like, you can't tell me zion's not gonna be like yo i got this nike check Everybody's eating today. Let's go. Right. Like that's what's gonna happen. These people aren't gonna begrudge them their success sure. because they're a team at the end of the day, and, and it's it's yeah, a dynamic that I, I that's what the college is trying to force. And, and it's already been proven as far as what you were saying about the end of the dude on the bench. I I, I don't know if this is his name, but there's a guy from Ohio State who played with Greg Oden and uh, Mike Conley. I think it's Andrew Sharp. Um, who's big in the media now? I think he works with Bill Simmons. He used to. I, I don't know if he still does, but he was like the in the Million Dollar Club. He used to make fun of it because the Million Dollar Club was that he got one minute a game and had zeros across the board and otherwise. <laughs> so the only dudes who know their station, yeah, because people there are people who aren't self-aware, but the, by and large, people are yeah. at least that self-aware and to know their role. They can be system. cocky, like they're not going to roll up into the YMCA and, and feel like they they're the worst player. No, they're going to kick everybody's ass. In the sure, yeah. right. but they're not going to sit there at their. I'm better than Greg. <laughs> 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 that's just that's not what's going to happen here. But but colleges and, and to the extent of this conversation, politicians are feeding you that. 
They're telling you, like, this is going to cause problems. The Ferrari comment by Mitt Romney, of course. Oh like, he's sitting God. there, he's, he's trying to drum up, like, well, this kid's going to be driving Ferraris. Yeah. That doesn't affect your kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's like, your kid's getting a scholarship still. Like, yeah. unless the school is taking that money away, then you need to have beef with the school, not with the other kids. Sure. And it's just, you're fed that as far as, like, you know, he's going to be jealous of you. No, he's not. He knows he's not the best player on the team. <laughs> it's like, that's not going to do that at all. NFL may have some more problems with that. College football teams are large. So you but, may have more people, but it's and not. it's so funny to hear a businessman like Mitt Romney say something like, <laughs> say something like, uh, you roll up in a Ferrari and the other kid, that's going to cause problems. Like, it's like, it's no. like Mitt, I thought you were going to drive like, in his Ferrari. You're, you're one I'm of like, the dudes bro, that's supposed, your life, dude. You're one of the like, dudes who's supposed to be about unfettered capitalism. I love these dudes who are about capitalism until it's time to be capitalistic. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, that's how capitalism works. One dude gets a Ferrari, another dude does not, based on. But <laughs> sorry. We're just laughing. Yeah. Laughing at children. <laughs> But no, like you say, like with, with the, the capitalism, like they're just feeding you it. That's really what it comes down to. That's why they did that damage control. They went on, they went on national TV to, to poo-poo this this law that's trying to be passed. Yeah. Because they want that money. Like they want to make that money. So. I mean. <laughs> no, I wasn't throw to you. That was just saying, like I don't know, I got no money to say on that. We kind of we kind of talked about it, so. I feel like what a professional transition we just. Oh, had. It wasn't a transition. I was no, just saying, I'm saying, I'm I'm saying I'm, no, it was my fault. I'm just saying it was funny because it looked like you were throwing to me back to me, but I wasn't asking for it back. And then, even though I'm the host, I decided that I didn't care and I was just gonna not hold host. Nah, you yeah, keep that over nah, there. No, nah, you, you keep talking. But yeah, like in general. And Terrell's trying to rein his child in. So he's kind of like he, He's just trying to figure out how to get home at this point. I, I might, I might put a mic in front of little man. I, I'm serious, man, because he might, he, he might have something to say. What do you think about the NCAA system? Look, I'm about to buy. I'm dead serious. I'm about to buy him a, a one of those little baseball tees where he can hit it and then spin around. Like I'm serious because the boy <laughs> loves baseball. You should see him in the house, yeah, man. It's he, like he, he benefited from capitalism. I'm just today. saying. You needed him to be quiet, I'm just and so you bought him. He <laughs> might be able to pull something off. <laughs> you, but you, you bribed him with candies. <laughs> <laughs> but but real talk though, what's interesting to me is that when you when you see the guys that are coming out against these players getting any sort of compensation. The funny part is the guys that are coming out against it. Like, I don't see any former former NBA players or current NBA players. I don't see... Like, it's funny because, like, Tim Tebow came out and he... <laughs> did, did anybody see that? Like, before they officially, like, passed the California law and oh, when they were, they were just oh, discussing it. And yeah, Tim Tebow went on somebody's show. It might have been, uh, uh, what's his name, with Stephen A. Smith. It might have been one of them. But he goes on there, and I mean, he's like, quote, unquote, impassioned is the word that they used. And he's going in about how this is ridiculous and this is never going to... Um, uh, how this is ridiculous and this isn't fair and what are you going to do for those and he talks about how his dad play, uh, wanted to play for uh, Florida and then his grandfather wanted to play for Florida and, and he's just going in on all this tradition and history and all this stuff like that and the whole time I'm sitting here thinking dude there were dudes on the team with you at Florida that like literally this, the team just screwed over and it's like you're sitting here telling everybody that they need to be doing it for the love of the sport and all this stuff like that yeah. and you've got guys on your own team that were getting played like while you were the quarterback of the team and you're going to tell me you didn't know nothing about any of this and that's the part that just yeah, annoys the, the hell out of me yeah like, and that's what annoys the hell out of me about this whole thing it's like you have 
if your advocate is going to be Tim Tebow, sorry, dude, but you losing already. Yeah, like, like you flat out losing already. If I, that's I your advocate, everything Tebow did on field as far I like, I got so swept up in like the ridiculousness of him winning football games because he should never have won football yeah. games. Like I no, real talk. But Tebow always struck me as one of those guys that I would just fundamentally disagree with so much. <laughs> well, also, yeah. it's, it's like just, regularly, it's yeah. just not understanding the privileges that you a dude oh, like a is, dude yeah. like Tebow who's got right. a chance at a chance at a chance to just do things. I mean, my man well, is still playing minor league baseball yeah, right now. Exactly. Like, That's, so you're gonna begrudge someone their ability to also get chances that haven't been afforded to them, right? Because you think that there needs to be some mythical creature of amateurism that does not exist. It like. You're advocating for a bygone era, and you're doing it for silly reasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, look up. Look, you know, like we've t- already, we've literally already proven that capitalism doesn't disrupt the team concept. That's exactly. literally how the NBA and NFL function. Mm-hmm. So collective bargaining, fuck. We've <laughs> literally already disproven it. There's things that we're you looking at right at a now. Macro level like that. Like the reason that small market teams can survive is because they are they are buying into the bigger teams getting more money. Right, like they're, they're the bigger teams collective bargaining because they know they're going to make more in terms of merchandising and stuff like that. So because of that, they can flex their wealth to share it with the rest of the team, because that's business. Like that's how you do business. There's an element of trust to it, and everybody needs to be doing well in order for the business to succeed. The college sports don't care about that. The money goes directly into the school, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like the money's gone at that point. It doesn't yeah. fund better programs. Like no college program is buying a new machine for the. For the science department, like it, it doesn't work right. like that. It, it, the money goes directly into the pockets of the people who want that money, and there needs to be a third party. So basically, NCAA bad. But of course. Well, yeah, <laughs> and and I'm gonna tell you right now, when that rule hits, and however, whatever, like version of that rule we have in 2023, when everything is all said and done, I'm telling you, man, I said it early on, and I'm gonna say it again. These kids know how to use social media. Yeah. And that right there needs to be, at least on the behalf of the kids, that needs to be the linchpin. That needs to be what it is that they understand and get down because that right there, and who knows what it's going to look like four years from now, the social media I'm talking about, um, you know, it could be a number of ways these kids get money on social media. But if I'm, if I'm any college or high school kid uh, and I'm heading that direction, I'm going to try to figure out where I can be where I can maximize that part of, of making money and marketing myself mm-hmm. because that's, and not only that, but just the classes that these kids are taking. Take you some classes in in radio, television, and film. Take you some classes in marketing. They got social media classes now. Do all that stuff, man, because I'm telling you, if the, if the, if the quote-unquote floodgates that everybody's complaining about open up, then take y'all butts in there and, and get y'all uh, take y'all butts in there and get y'all to learn how to make that money to where it doesn't matter if you get a cut of anything from the school because you can go out there and market yourself and get money yourself. And that's the, the silver lining type stuff that these people that are deciding this stuff always overlook. Mm-hmm. They constantly overlook the new era. Yeah. They overlook how media affects things. Like you can look at uh, things like legalization, yeah, taxes. Everybody was like, "What's going to happen if you legalize it? Everything's going to be legal." No, you're going to make a ton of money. You're going to cut down on right. illegal stuff, and all this is going to happen as a product of this, right? Because this is how the world works. Yeah, they don't care about that. They just look at it like these bad, right? And that's what's happening here when they make these kind of laws. They're doing the same thing, or not laws, but rules. They're doing the same thing where they're they're telling them like, "Look, you can't profit off of any of this right. because it's going to hurt these other kids." What's going to end up happening is you're going to get these these charismatic guys who are in the locker room. 
like you you see like a Pat McAfee type who's who's exploded in his post career. Yeah. Because he's so good at what he does mm-hmm. as, a, as an entertainer. Yeah. And he has that access. You're going to get that from these kids. You're going to get the 12th man on the bench that's the funny guy, and he's going to start up his own little, like, right. whatever. He's like, like Matt Bonner, when he was a Spur, he, he had the uh, the Matt Bonner subs thing. Go right, the sandwich thing. Go Coach B. Like, those are more fun things. But he had, like, a column where he would talk about, he would review sandwiches and everything. Yeah. Sandwich. That's the kind of stuff that these kids would be doing. If they had access. If they had access. Exactly. And that's money that you're just taking from these kids for And nothing. that's what I'm saying. And yeah. so that's why the social media aspect of it was such a, was the first thing that stuck out in my head was because you know that there's an avenue ready and waiting for every last one of these kids. All of them got iPhones and all of them got their you know what together as far as as far as all of um as far as all that goes. So it's like these kids know what they're doing, man. My my wife, um, there's a girl that she uh does this girl's hair. And um she her son is I think he's fourteen or fifteen years old at this point. This kid's got tens of thousands of followers on Instagram to the point where this kid lives down the street from us to the point where she had to pull him out of school, basically do homeschooling and tutoring. And the kid has so many followers to the point where he couldn't go to La Quintera because girls were running up on this kid because he got sponsorships, everything. He's like he's not old enough to drive. And that's just like an example. Yeah, He's not even an athlete. Yeah, and see, these are outliers to an extent, but like right. you're saying, that's market. But, that, that, but the point is the yeah. opportunity. Yeah. These kids don't have that opportunity right now. Like, they literally cannot, they cannot take an amazing picture on Instagram, bust a filter out, and then be like, ha, and then put that out there and have all of these people, maybe they're, maybe they're alumni of the school. They can't. They don't even have the option to be in. They don't even have the option to do that. Yeah. So they can't go and put on a pair of Nikes and go, oh my God, I got these dope Nikes at the finish line. Look at these joints. And be like, yeah. because this first thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. And, and so that right there is an option they don't have, and that is an option they should have. And that's why I'm just on the social media aspect of this. And I'm the oldest one of all of us. So it's like, to me, but I feel like that's the smartest way to go. And I really feel like these kids really need to start, in lieu of the next three or four years, they need to start boning up on this stuff and figuring out just how they can market themselves in that way, because that's where the money is going to come from for most of these kids, I think. Personally, so I, mean, I, have a, I have one more question before we get to a, a rousing edition of this. This your king. <laughs> I, I, I predict it's going to be rousing. Really. <laughs> uh, the congressperson, what do you think the aides to the congressperson who was like, we're going to tax these scholarships? What do you think the aides to that guy were thinking? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he, you think they were like, why don't we just tax the income that we're not going to let them have because that's how America, why would we tax the sky? Like, no, you think they were just like like what were they? He literally got on the air and threatened kids. Yeah, like I want to know. I, I we're know gonna, we're gonna tax but, you for no. Yeah. he literally became the British Army. Yeah, yeah. there has to be at least one staffer or aide that that made a face, and it was like, it was like he, he whoever the politician is might have been too oblivious to realize what the face meant, but there had to be one sitting in there going. <laughs> That's what's so yeah, y'all can't see this. This is last bad radio. Four years but have been fascinating to me because like fascinating radio from yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> like, if, 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 if you want to know what his face was, because he can't barely hear the sound that he made with the face. No, make the face too. He, he, he gave you the WTF face. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. 
Oh no! Clutching the pearls? They're clutching the pearls? Like for real? Like somebody had to have? Like I mean, because seriously, just the idea of that is so asinine that like I'm just thinking like somebody in that room, if not more than one person, was just like, oh my god! I'm just gonna make the joke again. The congressperson just went on air and basically was just like, I can't believe it! I've never. It's so you know, get your Scrooge McDuck. I can't do it. Now. That's why I, I was, was going to try to break out of Scrooge McDuck. I was, was going to fail so hard. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah, that's I can't horrible. Do it. That's horrible. But no, like, like, that's what kills me when I, like, you have to be objective about your stance every once in a while. And they're never objective about their stance. But if your stance is attack the kids. <laughs> Yeah, typically speaking, you're on the wrong side. Right. Whatever your stance is, man. Like nah, if you're, if you're deciding, cats. if you're siding with the livelihood of the of, of, of a business over the livelihood of kids, like, you gotta think, like, man, are we the bad guys? Like, what's <laughs> going on here? Like, right. What about some, But they don't. I mean, also, when you're deciding, when you you pretend to be an un, uh, a capitalist and you're deciding against unfettered <laughs> capitalism, maybe something's gone a bit wrong. <laughs> Wait a minute! Whoa, wait, <laughs> wait, pure capitalism? No, no, no. maybe regulated, not. <laughs> regulated capitalism where we keep the money <laughs> so that we can control it because we know what's best. That's 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 too capitalist. Now we, we trying to we trying to we not trying to go full maybe, capitalist. Maybe, we never go maybe, full capitalist. Maybe a little bit of socialism. <laughs> Just a tiny oh, bit of socialism. Don't call it that. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of socialism. Just a little bit. <laughs> but only when we take from the people lesser than us. Kind of I mean, that's really what it is, though. That's what his argument Hey, look, we got to keep broke people broke. Okay? We got. We need, we need a... America broke again. We can't be blurring that line now, bro. We need to know <laughs> we need to know we better than y'all. That's on television saying, like, socialism is the most gross thing you can do in this country. And then it flips around. But what about the 12th kid on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> He deserves some of that money. He too. deserves like, something. <laughs> like it's just gymnastics, man. Like it's just constantly, like it's it's frustrating. And something that's frustrating me a lot lately for other reasons because there's been stuff going on that I've been dealing with, with as far as like people defending businesses, and it frustrates me to no end because yeah. you're a mouthpiece for a business, right? I mean, I mean, holy dissonance, Batman. <laughs> you can't like you can have criticism and still appreciate a product. Like you can like the football games. But you don't have to sit there and love the NCAA. That's not how that works. And vice versa. You don't have to yeah. hate the kids because you hate the NCAA. It's so dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's honestly, and I'm not going to get into my little historical that's political ranch. But much. that's literally what America, uh, the U.S., uh, uh, has been founded upon is just unfettered hypocritical yeah. capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, a rich dude telling you that he, he, while you might be too rich, <laughs> he is not. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Like you, we can't let you get that kind of money. Well, what about the kind of money you got? Nah, nah, nah. That's different. That's different because that's I know what different. I know what to do with it. That's different. I inherited this. <laughs> we come from a long line of people who know how to do yes. money. You, yes. You, you're too new. No, you're in that working hard to earn the kind of money I have. It's that was, just that's what I heard about when the inheritance tax was being flaunted around. People were like, "But what if I get rich and leave the money to my kids?" I'm like, <laughs> You gotta get rich. <laughs> First yeah. step is rich. Second First. of all, you're still gonna leave with money. <laughs> okay. So just not, you know, all the money that is, you know, it's not, it's not 99% it's of the money that is. <laughs> slow your roll. First of all, slow your roll. Well, that's basically what the NCAA argument is. Anytime you defend the NCAA, you're literally actively yeah. hurting kids. Yeah. Because they're a business. Right. And their commodity is kids. And they're really not doing very, very good by them. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you know, 
that is what we have for that topic. We will monitor the to- all the topics in the world. That is that's all. what we do. We have a crack staff. I say good day, sir. We have a crack staff of team. Their names, the, the team is Austin Brazina, Terrell Huff, and Derek Lewis. Yes. We have a crack staff monitoring sports news you, all around not, the world. Not a, not a staff on crack, yeah, yeah, by the way. Uh, not, uh, not, not a staff on crack. crack staff. Not a staff crack on crack. Staff. Not a staff we, on crack. They, they mon- not we, because it's not us. We monitor <laughs> all the news around the world, and we like, what's the best topic for the week? And we choose a topic, and that is, it's, it's really the purest form <laughs> so, <okay>. of <laughs> podcast. Distilled. Distilled. Uh, and so, <laughs> now it's time for the greatest segment. Oh, uh, it is. It, Even though we, I feel like it, we've let it down we, several times. <laughs> One of these days it'll catch. One of these days it'll truly live up to its name and to its hype. I don't can know why. Can we get Disney to clear the audio for it? Can we, <laughs> can we, yeah. can we, can we get the audio itself? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Disney's... <laughs> Disney's dropping a whole platform tomorrow. I'm going to date the podcast even further. Disney's dropping a whole new platform tomorrow. But, uh... Is is this your king? Is this your king? It's time. (laughs) What's... Yeah, look, you know me. I'm about I'm about revealing what's behind the curtain. (laughs) Terrell was the dude who somewhat had a Is This Your King? And... He is now dealing with a child who I think might be dealing with some issues. I'm not gonna put that. I'm not gonna put that kid's business in the streets. Yeah. But anyway, so so Austin, do you have a Is This Your King? I I mean I do, but it's not the topic of this one. But as an aside, yeah, the Michael Che, you know what I'm saying? It, it, Michael Che, is this your king? Go, please. Michael Che. So quick side note: when when this came to my attention, I confused Michael Che with one of my favorite. And me and Austin had one of the most contentious <laughs> arguments that we've ever had because I could not fathom why he thought Michael Che had built the clout to tell such a ridiculous joke. So Michael Che, for, for context, Michael Che on Saturday Night Live, he made a trans joke. Um, the joke itself wasn't particularly funny, and that was the big crux of what everybody was ragging on him for, is that A, it wasn't funny, B, it was just inappropriate. What he did is he used Caitlyn Jenner's dead name, Yeah, there you go. Um, which if people don't know, because I'm sure a lot of people don't know, dead name, when, when somebody is trans, you're not supposed to, you, you, you're supposed to respect what somebody wants to be. Yeah. And if they, if, if Caitlyn's name is Caitlyn, then that's what you call, that's what you call Caitlyn named Caitlyn, I'm calling Caitlyn. Yeah. If she tells you my name is Caitlyn, her name is Caitlyn. That's, that's basically what it is. And so Michael Che just made the joke saying, it was Not only did he, he dead name Caitlyn, but he called Caitlyn, uh, he misgendered Caitlyn. Yeah. He he said it was, he said it was a fellow named Bruce. It was, yeah, basically is what it was. He did both. Yeah. He did both cardinal sins. They only asked, they really, besides not killing them, they really only asked for one thing. That's don't misgender them and don't dead name them. And he did both. Now, me originally, I thought it was Gerard Carmichael. <laughs> For some reason, even though I know Saturday Night Live is Michael Che, I was thinking that Michael Che's comedic history was the same as Gerard Carmichael. And when I originally heard this, I was like, but I really like Gerard, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt as far as like pursuing the sake of comedy. But then I realized immediately... Well, because if Gerard, if Gerard Carmichael had told the joke, it would not have been... He, he, he would have done, done it better. It yeah. would have been actually funny, yeah. and he wouldn't have dead named or yeah. misgendered. And we would have gotten to the same conclusion. Yeah, but because Michael Che yeah. is Michael Che, we got both of those things. And I just couldn't understand <laughs> why he thought that Michael Che deserved... Because Michael Che has done these things in the past. Yeah, Gerard, right. Gerard Carmichael has not. Because no, he's, he's told very appropriate jokes, but he does them from Because he's yeah. funny, yeah. and he knows how to do comedy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, Michael Che, I'm sure he, he's trying to be a good man. I don't yeah. know anything about that man. I don't want yeah, to act like he's stating. But his he has a, wasn't he, an apology. He, he has a history of doing things yeah. like this. And so I just couldn't understand why Austin. I was defending. Why him. Austin was defending him? But when he when he told me I thought it was Gerard Carmichael, well, you know, if Gerard Carmichael had told that joke, I'd still have the same opinion about yeah, the joke. Yeah. I at least understand why he was yeah. trying to give him the benefit of the doubt in terms of comedy aspirations because Gerard Carmichael is funny. But at the end of the day, what it really boils down to is that I, I'm a very very staunch defender of comedy as a as an art form. I'm very, very much opposed to censorship of any kind. So I, I feel that if somebody wants to put themselves out there to dry, you leave them out there to dry. If the if the audience doesn't like it, you know, hey, you can't fault them for trying, but you can definitely crucify them if you don't like the content. That's basically what the crux of this is. Michael Che is not the king. <laughs> for that. He is, he is please, not, he is I, not I, the I, king. I've interrupted you. I've interrupted <laughs> you. No, please. So, go off on your rant on this. It's your king. So, is so, Michael Che your king? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I love Saturday Night Live. I appreciate what they do. The bit itself is Weekend Update, I believe. Yeah. And that's where they basically run off headline after headline of, of funny headlines. They, they make their own jokes off of headlines. The joke wasn't funny. It wasn't necessary. I don't even remember the original premise of the joke. It was something else. Uh, he used Bruce as a segue when he told the joke. Like, that was why he mentioned that name in general. He wasn't mentioned, it wasn't even about Caitlyn Jenner. He was talking it was about, about It was about Kanye. And it was the same oh, joke. Oh, it was Kanye, yeah. yeah it was yeah. the same joke that literally everyone had told about yeah. Kanye. Is that now he's trying to Because his a, new album he's is... He's trying to be yeah. a white suburban uh, yeah. uh, housewife. They're like, he made a CD for white suburban housewives. And they were like, reminds me the last time, blah, blah, blah. The joke itself just wasn't funny. And had been told seven yeah. different times in several different ways. So what it really, the reason I mention it at all, the reason I highlight it, is because he doesn't he doesn't say anything that is a joke. He literally just beats a dead horse and just mentions something that is inappropriate. And that's really what it boils down to. The Michael Che did not do well when he told that joke. Like it was a big mistake. So, on that note, basically what we're talking about as far as we're going with Michael Che, you 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 can't tell those kind of jokes and still expect the benefit of the doubt. He's told him multiple times his apology was contrite. I didn't believe it was worth anything. And no, I'm, I'm done with that. So, yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is. So, I think we're going to go to a real, real quick commercial break because I think don't, we got to fix some don't, stuff. Don't, don't do that. Oh, well, you're, you're, not, okay, you're, you're yeah. not the host. Okay, sorry. Derek. Go no. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, you, you really, you're really seeing the bare bones today as we try to get you, a, you, you the content. But it's all right, man. We, 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 we call ourselves the Meta Podcast for a reason because you know where this, how the sausage is made. That's the that's the fun of it, and today you saw it in all its glory. Oh, sometimes yeah. it's gonna be smooth. This, sometimes this it's gonna be it. sometimes it's gonna be Terrell Huff trying to run off to to make sure the kid that he had to bring along is okay. But yeah, anyway, I don't, I don't, the Eminem's backfired, man. Yeah, the Eminem's yeah. didn't go the way he thought. Oh, it so did. we didn't have to go to commercial break. This is even better now. Yeah. <laughs> Leading a commercial that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yes, and now they'll forever know that you're terrible at this. No, no, I'm well, sorry. I, I was by myself. For <laughs> yeah, yeah, I left Austin on my island because I went to get Terrell Huff a trash bag. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so you can only imagine what's going on today <laughs> that involves Terrell Huff a child in a trash bag. <laughs> anyway, point being. This has been the weekend it take for Austin Brazina, Terrell Huff, who is no longer at his mic. <laughs> but we still but he's here in spirit and we still love him. I am Derek Lewis. Y'all have a good day. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Okay, do everything we wouldn't do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>